0: With each of us doing our bit, sharing the load, helping to carry the burden, getting into the harness, and putting our shoulders to the wheel, putting everything we've got into it, we can and will save chiropractic in its purity for posterity, for rights of the sick to get well with pure, unadulterated-by-hands-only chiropractic. Meanwhile, those who violate must be driven out of our temple, built by the loving hands of our dedicated and devoted series of pioneers who sacrificed themselves and their all to protect, defend, and save this noble work from being desecrated and destroyed. Chiropractic will survive, will live. No great truth once known to man for man's welfare has ever been destroyed or defeated because of selfishness and greed of ulterior interests who think less of it and more their dollar income sacrificing mankind to get it. That God of the universe, which has always been, has spoken through many tongues, many languages, worshipped in many forms, written about in many books, interpreted in many ways by many consecrated men and women. But no greater has there been proven when man himself proved the existence of a living God and living man by making it possible for that everlasting God to become a tangible, seeable, existing reality in man. In this sense, chiropractic is almost a living God-like religion in man, which is no man has any right to try to cast out of man or say that God in man must go, merely because some are so blind that they can't see, so deaf they won't hear, so insensible that they can't see its greatness in man as a living entity. So when a patient comes into you, are they looking just to get rid of their back pain? No. That might be why they're in your office. Right? That might be why they have come to see you. Like <clears throat> but the reason that they're there is not really the reason that they're there. Right? The reason that they've appeared in your office is just the reason that got them into the office, but it's not really why they're there. Right? Why they're there is because they're looking for answers. They're crying out for help. They're saying, "Can you help me?" And it's not, can you help me from this limited little thing called back pain, right? That's, that's the obvious thing, that's the tip of the iceberg. What they're saying is, can you help me on the bigger picture, can you help me find my way? I, I have lost my way, I need some help. That's what they're really saying. So that if all you do is give them exactly what they asked of you, if all you do is say, okay, <clears throat> there's back pain, is feeling better, you're done then they really haven't done the thing that they've asked you to do, right? You've got to read between the lines. What is between the lines is the most important thing. You know, so when I had a patient come to me several years ago because of an athletic injury, a, a, a teacher came to me because of an athletic injury, she's very athletic, The real reason why she thought she came into the office was because she had this athletic injury, she wants to be a better runner and a better athlete and a better tennis player and all that kind of stuff. That was the the reason that she gave, right, in her particular conversation. That was the reason she gave. But then yesterday on Facebook, she gives me a review. She just is going through cancer and we are helping her get through that battle. And that's the real reason why she was there. Right. It's because she's been able to fight this better because of chiropractic. That is the real reason, right? So it's not just because she came in to get rid of the back ache and she came a couple of visits and she was done, right? That's not the real reason. So the people that you're seeing, even if the people are handed down to you and have been since my, you know, 1974, they were one of the first patients ever here, and now they're 150 years old, and you're adjusting them. And you think you're adjusting them only because they like coming to get someone to talk to them once a week because they're, you know, all their friends are, you know, are, have Alzheimer's whatever it is. You know, there the are crazy reasons that I hear you give me to tell me why you're adjusting these senior citizens. That's not the real reason. That they're there, right? Have you ever thought that the real reason that you are adjusting some of these senior citizens in clinic here is not just because they've been handed down and not because they just want someone to talk to but because their lives have been better since 1974 or 84 or 94 or 2004 when they first started. You are making their lives better and they get that and that's why people keep on going to chiropractors. You wouldn't keep on going to a chiropractor just because my back feels better, right? You'll do it. After a while, your back feels better. you just said, say, well, you know, I can maintain this with aspirin. It's a whole heck of a lot easier, a lot cheaper for me to take some Tylenol, you know, once a day than for me to go get adjusted. You know, I was adjusting someone yesterday, her name's Jane. I've been adjusting her since I first moved down here in 2001. She was one of my first patients. And guess what? She pretty much has the same pain that she had when she first walked in, but that's not why she's here. Right? She's getting adjusted because everything else in her life has changed. Because like all her friends, she has watched in the last 15 years, all her friends go downhill in hell, except for her. Because it's not just the stuff that they come in for. It's the stuff that you will never measure that's the important stuff. You can't measure that I adjust some kid, and he's coming in because he's got colic or reflux, whatever it is, and they keep on getting adjusted for the rest of his little life. Right? So he goes to us from like a couple months old, and now he's two years old, and now he's six years, and now he's twelve, and he's fourteen. What about all the things that never happened because he was getting adjusted? That's why they're getting adjusted. But you've got to teach them that. Right? Because if all you teach them, like this one lady when I first met her, this teacher, she said, Well, like i never the adjusted me, it was just like, come back when you need it. How the hell do you know when you need it? Right? Right? Is there a subluxation thing? Boop, oh, I have a subluxation. Right? There's no, is there a little ticker tape that comes out of your chin? Oh, I better get an adjustment. Right? That would be easy, Right? that would be simple, but it doesn't work that way. Right? So they don't have, they have any, no idea if they need an adjustment or not. And don't let them tell you, oh, I'm hurting, I'm not, so I guess I need an adjustment. Because that's a horrible determination of whether, whether or not they have a subluxation. Right? The subluxation. With the subluxation, you have pain, that's the last thing. Right? What about all the other stuff before that? So are you teaching your patients about all the other stuff before that? That's your responsibility. That's what you, what you, you want to spread chiropractic around the world and not keep it a damn secret? I'm so tired of chiropractic being a secret. You know, I had mom yesterday. I started adjusting her little baby three days, uh, three, three, adjustments ago, last week. She, the, woman, the little baby said three adjustments. The kid had colic reflux and couldn't sleep. Now the kid has no more colic, no more reflux and is sleeping. She says, I don't know what you're doing to this kid. But whatever you're doing is unbelievable. And I've already explained to her, I said, well, you know, what we're doing is we're releasing the power inside of her, right? We're, she's, she's got all this amazing potential inside of her, and it's being released. And that's what we're doing, what we're doing. We're not just, I'm not just, like what, what I, what I said last week, it looks like what we do is magic, right? I got my, my fingers are on this kid like this, my fingers are on like this, my fingers are on like this, and then she's doing better. And from an outside perspective, that looks like magic. Because I, I might as well just wave a magic wand like this, and abracadabra, she's better, Right? because that's what it looks like from the outside observer. So we have to train them and educate them and talk to them. And it's not just about you know, who's winning the World Series and how the Braves' new stadium is doing and all oh, the traffic is so bad because all... Like, yeah, I know you got an hour with each adjustment to talk about this kind of stuff, but you gotta come up with some better conversation because if you don't teach them chiropractic, nobody else is going to. Do you understand that? You are it. You are the last person, the first and the last. The Alpha and the Omega, you are it. If you don't teach them about chiropractic, they will never hear it from someone else. Do not expect someone from before you to have educated them, because they probably didn't, and do not expect anybody after you to educate them, because they probably won't. So it's gotta be up to you. This is up to you to educate them. I, heard, I was listening to a podcast this morning, and this one doctor said, your reason has to be bigger than your problem. Your reason has to be bigger than your problem. And what does that mean? What does that mean? That means that whatever problems you have right now in your life, because we all got them. Everybody's got their baggage and their stuff, right? We all got stuff to talk about. And I can complain as much as the, as the rest of them. All this and all that and blah, 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 blah. We all got our stuff. But our reason's got to be bigger, right? Can you be this fired up about Kyrie, Probably 26 years after you graduate. I sure hope so. I sure hope so. Because I, I can't think of a better thing I could possibly do. do. Could you imagine do being a plumber? Not that being a plumber is a bad thing, right? Matter of fact, plumbing is a very important thing, right? Probably, the, they, they claim that the single most important reason that the, the world is a healthier place is because of antibiotics. That's what's the big claim. But you know what the single most important reason that the world is a healthier place? Sanitation. Right? Sanitation. Toilets were the most amazing invention ever. So I have great respect for plumbers. But I don't, I don't think they get together and talk about chiropractic, about plumbing, the way we talk about chiropractic. Right? I don't think that, like, green books, BJ wrote 39 green books. I don't think there are 39. Brown books about plumbing. <laughs> I, I don't, just don't think so. I don't think they get together in conventions like DE and New Beginnings and, and stuff like that. I don't think they have a you know, new wave plumbing you know, convention. I don't think they do that. And if they do, I'm sure they have conventions. Like I'm sure there are plumbing conventions of some sort to talk about the latest you know, toilet mechanism. But, but I mean, are they getting super excited about this? The way we are, right? And he, so that's isn't that an amazing thing? Like, not only do you have a profession, a job, like you can have a job. that's 9 to five years, not you can have a calling, right? Do you see that? There's another as a, as a higher level. Like, you can all of you could have j- chosen to be plumbers or accountants or lawyers or whatever, but you guys chose to be chiropractors because you guys have a calling that y- your reason is bigger than your problem. Whatever was could have stopped you from coming here didn't. So stop complaining about all the stupid little obstacles in your way, because those obstacles are your blessings, right? Stop complaining about your student loans. How am I going to pay back my student loans? I'm not, not going to do this. It's two hundred thousand dollars. Who cares? Your student loans are nothing. You will pay them back. That's all. How I'll pay them back? One month at a time. That's how. You will pay them back. And the more successful you are, the more you'll pay them back quicker. So, my student loans were $100,000, which is equivalent to your $200,000, but I had 17% interest, right? I had 17% interest back in 89 when I graduated. So, that $100,000 is equivalent to your $200,000. I paid them back in 15 years. Last couple of years, what I started doing is I took every ounce of extra money and I just dumped it into the thing. Because I wanted them out of my life. And the way you do that you is, first you get rid of all your low debt, like your credit card, the low hanging fruit, you get rid of all your low debt. And then you take that, that, let's say you were paying $100 a month to get rid of your credit card debt, and now it's a zero thing. Take that $100 a month, now put that to the student loans. And then you have your next credit card, let's say it was $200 a month, so you pay $200, $200, $200, and you pay a little bit extra, and then you finally get rid of that credit card debt, and now you take that $200, plus that $100, plus the student loan, so now instead of paying $500 a month, you're paying $800 a month. And you start adding it and accumulating, 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 until now you are roaring through your student loans, and then you're done. That's called becoming financially free. So my wife and I, we owe nothing. We owe zero to anybody ever, except for whatever current credit cards we we're, we're, have money on. But we pay that every month, every month. You should have a zero. Your goal should have a zero balance life. So you owe nothing to nobody. So stop, but you've worried about the student loans. That's not your point. Is your point going to school to pay back your student loans? <clears throat> no, your point of coming to school is that you got something bigger. You gotta, do you have a calling? If you don't have a calling, I don't know why you're in this classroom. Right, I have a calling, I have a mission. I gotta get my hands on the kids. I feel desperate to get my hands on these children new little girl started yesterday and she is two years old and not talking and she's been to all the other doctors and they're giving the rigmarole and they're saying to her you can't give her a diagnosis until she's three so there's no services we can do until she's three years old. I'm like this is a great idea you got a problem let's just sit on it for a year. That's brilliant that's just brilliant. So no we got to work on this now we got to get her central nervous system strong now. we got to give you exercises to do at home now. So by the time she's three, she's a different girl. You don't wait. I said. She said, I don't understand why they do this. It's just as stupid as like you go to a dentist. He says, you have a cavity. And the guy says, come back in a year. We'll fix it in a year. Let's we'll see how it goes. Would, a dent, would you like that dentist? Would you trust that dentist? No way. But these are the kids I want in my office. These are the kids I want to get my hands on. Right? are you guys hungry? And I don't mean hungry because you want some breakfast, I mean hungry. I am hungry to take care of these kids. I am hungry to take care of the pregnant women who are having problems. I am hungry to talk about this message to the masses. You gotta be hungry, Les Brown talks about. You wanna hear great, some great uh, information? Listen to Les Brown, you gotta be hungry. Right? On YouTube. You gotta be hungry. Right? Otherwise you just go through life as a zombie. You're either a zombie or you're hungry. Are you like everybody else? You're gonna graduate here and just like, mm, whatever they tell me to do, I'll just do. You know, chiropractic is a nine to five job. That's fine, that's what you want. And you complain about how you can't pay your student loans quick enough and how chiropractic isn't good enough for you and insurance is all this bad stuff and whatever. Insurance, who cares about insurance? When I first started in practice in 1989, I was 100% insurance. I am now 10% insurance. I'm going towards zero. My goal is zero insurance. So don't let anybody tell you that you have to, that your student loans are your biggest thing and insurance is a must do. You can do anything you want. You can make chiropractic your, your profession anything you want it to be. However you decide, it's completely up to you. You have to remember your reason has got to be bigger than your problem. So cancel out the student loan things and cancel out whether or not you're going to do insurance or not. Because it doesn't really matter. You do whatever makes your heart sing. That's what I want to see you do is make your heart sing. Are you hungry for this? Do you want to take care of the kids? Do you want to take care of the pregnant women? Do you want to take care of the athletes? Do you want to take care of the geriatric population? What do you want to do? You better come up with it. You better, come up, you better start writing it down. You better start visualizing what you want. And because this, there's no time to wait, you can't wait and say, oh, I'll do this, you know, when I graduate. This is, the, Dr. was told me stuff I need to do when I graduate. I got too many, I got Fords coming up, I got OSKIs, I got midterms, I got this is too much stuff, right? I'll, do, I'll get all that stuff later. I'll plan my life later. Well, guess what? Later never comes. You know, later, I, later is not there as, in, as some, some mystical place, as some foggy place in the future. Later is right now. The time is right now. After class, if you have a moment, instead of looking at Facebook and doing your, your Facebook dance that I see you guys do, spend a few minutes. Go on. You've all got notes on your phone in some way, shape, or form. Write, what are my life goals? What are my life goals? What are your top five life goals? Write them down. Because when you start writing something down, then you start heading yourself towards those goals. My wife and I, when we got married and we had, a, we had a honeymoon in Hawaii, we had just started listening to this kind of motivational you know, speak, uh, speakers. This is before podcasts, like My podcast is doing unbelievable. I'm still in the new Noteworthy List. Totally crazy. Over 5,000 listens <coughs> since I started in May. Unbelievable. <coughs> so, but, but we just started listening to Zig Ziglar and Tony Robbins and Les Brown. And so we're on our honeymoon. We're sitting in Maui, in this gorgeous restaurant overlooking the water. And we said, I said to Lisa, I said, let's write down our goals. What are our life goals? So we we had nothing to write on, because I wasn't expecting to do this. So we we started writing on a a napkin from this restaurant in Maui. We borrowed the pen from the waiter or waitress who was serving us, and we wrote down our goals. You know, we've reached every one of those goals, but one for our life goals. That's the most amazing thing after being married 25 years now. We've reached all those goals, every single one of our major life goals. We are out now actually in the process of saying, what are our next goals, right? So when when we reach our 50th wedding anniversary, right, in 25 more years, what are the goals for then? God bless you. And the reason that we have these kind of lofty goals is because we set them and because we're hungry. So I suggest you guys get hungry if you aren't already.